like we needed to know what a derecho is. Now we know because it is a strong line of thunderstorms accompanied by strong winds. And the derecho that we saw over the weekend, derecho rather, really wreaked havoc on uh, many of our neighborhoods and communities. Oxbridge is just heartbreaking what they're dealing with right now in the cleanup. Tate Sala is director of Cohen and Master Tree and Shrub Services Limited in Toronto. Really has uh, definitely been busy over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. Tate, welcome to the show. Great to uh, have you on. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. So um, describe the uh, what you're seeing as far as the extent of the damage with trees down. Well, this is a this is a really significant storm. You know, we all, we always get about uh, you know four to six of these every summer. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, I mean the wind gusts that we were seeing, you know, up to 130 kilometers an hour. Um, generally, trees start breaking at about 60 kilometers an hour. So you can imagine, you know, the devastation uh, that we're seeing, and it's just it's so widespread. You know, that that's the thing. I mean, we're we're from Oxbridge to Oakville and, and trying to clean up the mess, and it's, uh, it's devastation out there. Where's the worst area that you've seen and had to deal with with your crews? I mean, so far with our crews, it's, it's really, as you mentioned, the Oxbridge area. I mean, there was uh, just so many trees came down. It knocked out so much infrastructure. Um, you know, so there's trees on top of power lines, blocking roads on top of houses, um, you know, and it's just, it's really, it's, it's almost overwhelming, you know, for a municipality like that to, uh, to, to start to tackle uh, a problem like that. So we reached out and, and jumped in and, and we're, we're trying to help them uh, get out of that situation safely. I would imagine that just because you have a ch- chainsaw doesn't mean that you are up for the job of cleanup here. I mean, you have to be really careful when you're uh, dealing with felled trees, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a key point. Dealing with uh, with storm damaged trees is very technical work. Um, it's extremely dangerous. If you don't know what you're doing and you're not setting things up safely, uh, things can go uh, very badly, very quickly. And uh, unfortunately, we, we, we frequently see that. But there's just so many variables. You know, there's pieces that are broken and hanging. Uh, there's trees that are pinned um, on, on top of other trees that may suddenly spring up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's trees that are partially uprooted that may tip over. There's power lines, you know, that are, that are completely hidden and out of sight. So, yeah, you, re- you really need to know what you're doing and, and have a good team and a, and a good job plan for it. Sala, do you have an idea of how long this cleanup's going to take? I mean, I, I would assume every tree crew... Uh, in, in uh, Southern Ontario is out and about and busy. We've heard of peep teams coming in from Nova Scotia to help out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, every every tree service in the province is, is dealing with this right now. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's a triage approach and, and, and we're going after the most hazardous uh, uh, scenarios right now. Um, you know, but it's still, it's going to be months after this storm that we're still dealing with the cleanup, still doing corrective uh, pruning to some of those, damaged trees, you know, doing what we can to try to save those trees and repair them. Um, You know, so I I imagine really that this is something that we'll be dealing with uh, for months to come still. 
The tree damage that you saw over the weekend, I assume um, this is stuff that you could have seen as far as broken limbs and things. If you had been uh, hired to maintain these large trees, you probably could have seen things coming. Are there weak points that we should be aware of for people that have tree on their trees on their property? And how often should you have somebody come out and take a look? Like, is there a, is there a height range where you get to, okay, when it's this tall, it's got to be every couple of years or, you know, what should we keep in yeah. mind as homeowners? Yeah, no, that's that's a, a great point. Absolutely. A lot, anytime a tree fails, there's always a reason. So, and the, it, the tree will fail at its weakest point. Um, but, and that's a job of, of, of a good arborist is really to come in and assess that tree and find those weaknesses before the storm happens uh, to try to prevent them. Uh, but, you know, in, in this storm in particular, uh, Kelly, we've seen two things that, that have been the, the main reason trees have failed. One is a weak branch attachments. Um, so where the branch joins to the trunk, uh, you know, there's a poor union there and pieces are breaking right at that attachment. Or we're seeing cavities in trees. And again, the rest of the tree may be solid, but leave a cavity and a critical point, that's where it's going to break. But how um, could you be aware of that as an average person who has a lovely leafy tree giving them shade on their property? No, that's that's so true. And, and you know, just because we see the, the leaves on the tree and it appears healthy and, you know, it, it may have that health component, but structurally it may be a disaster. Um, and, you know, you, you really want to consult with a professional arborist to help identify those weaknesses because, you know, to the average uh, person, they can be very difficult to spot. Are there certain uh, trees that would be more... Uh I guess, uh, predisposed to blowing over? Because we see a lot of uh, trees throughout the pictures throughout this storm, just literally uh, their roots have peeled up. Are, are there trees that are better uh, for having near your house or any structures that you have uh, and trees that probably you should avoid? Yeah, there, certainly in, in, in uh, the GTA, there's certain species that we have a lot of that, that have been a big problem. Uh, Norway maple, you know, we have so many of them throughout the city and they've got this big, beautiful canopy. Uh, but unfortunately, they have that issue of weak branch attachments. Like, like I was mentioning, you know, these multiple trunks or, or many branches originating from one point on the stem. And those are, those are prone to failure. So we're seeing a lot of damage to Norway maples. Um, and the other, the other big one are silver maples. You know, we planted so many and they have this big, beautiful canopy, but they're very susceptible to internal decay. So those are the trees that are going to have cavities. And again, like we're seeing that uh, all too frequently that they're breaking up these cavities and, and you know, making a, you know, a huge mess and a very dangerous situation. So, so yeah. definitely some trees to, to, to watch out for on your property. We've seen a lot of uprooted trees as well throughout this storm. Is there any way to salvage a tree that's uprooted? Yeah, there, there actually is, Kelly. There, there are ways to write a tree that, that has come out of the ground. Um, you know, unfortunately, as, as we build up our urban centers, you know, the available softscape for roots to develop is so limited. And that, that's one of the reasons we're seeing these trees tip over. You know, there's just there's simply nowhere for those anchor roots to grow. Um, so there are some cases where if a tree is partially uprooted, we may be able to write it and put it some, put in some supports and encourage that root development, you know, but ultimately, you know, some of these huge trees that are growing next to sidewalks and roads and driveways, uh, they just, they just have, you know, nowhere for those roots to grow. And unfortunately they end up having to be removed. Right. So, uh, we're looking at obviously, uh, possibly months of cleanup with this storm. 
Uh, Tate, uh, what do you say to the people that are uh, dealing with, you know, down trees that that possibly are not on power lines? Because I think they get they get the uh, the number one attention, don't they? Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, everyone needs to be patient. Just take a breath. Um, you know, we've gone through this storm. It's going to take some time. You know, we're, we're, we're certainly asking you know, patients from all the, the people that we deal with. You know, things will get cleaned up. Um, and we want to remember, too, it, it, you know, we, we don't want to have this knee-jerk reaction of just going around and, and cutting down every tree or, yeah. or, you know, having this idea that a tree's too tall and it's going to destroy my house. I mean, trees are vital for our cities, our sense of well-being, our overall health. Um, we need to do everything possible to keep them uh, healthy and safe. And, uh, you know, so have an arborist day and look at those trees because uh, we need to keep them around for, for generations and, and they're not easy to replace. Sure. They're important for air quality. They're important to have around your house. They help uh, keep your energy costs down. I mean, there's so many reasons why a tree is necessary uh, and is a welcome addition. It's just amazing to me to uh, to see the damage that the, those poor trees have uh, have had done to them. It's it. You know, think about how long it takes to grow a tree. It's uh, yeah. it's sad when they're just taken like that and snapped. Thank you so much, Tate. I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, especially for uh the next little while, that's for sure. Thank you so much for all your hard work throughout the storm. Thanks, Kelly. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Tate Salala is director of Cohen and Master Tree and Shrub Services Limited. Bet you his phone's ringing off the hook.